welcome to Misunderstood, a podcast dedicated to better understanding MS and learning to live well with MS. I'm your host, Katie Sloan. Our usual reminders as we begin. First, I am not an expert. I'm just a person like you living with MS and trying to make the best of it. Misunderstood is based on my personal experience, what I've learned from my doctors, other care providers, and my own solutions-oriented research and pattern-finding obsession. While the majority of the information I share has been vetted by doctors, I am not a doctor. My intention is that you use the information shared here as a springboard for discussion between you and your doctor regarding your future care options. And lastly, MS impacts each of us uniquely. I hope to shine a light on a wide range of approaches and strategies for living better with MS. But what you choose to do with that information is always your choice. And what works for one may not work for all. Last episode, we were joined by Dr. Susan Peyrovi as she shared with us the exciting upcoming launch of the True Medicine MS Health Education Program. Dr. Susan will be at the flock meeting this weekend if you'd like to meet her or have any questions regarding the True Medicine MS program. In addition to the incredible foundations course launching this month, I wanted to let you all know that Dr. Susan is also offering a free webinar on the autoimmunity triad. In this webinar, Dr. Susan brings her expertise from treating lots and lots of autoimmunity and MS patients at Stanford to our virtual MS community. So, if you're wondering how this autoimmunity triad leads to MS, what you can do about it, and you want to get to the bottom of the factors that predispose us to autoimmunity and MS, sign up. There are three dates to choose from. Go to www.truemedicinems.com to sign up. I hope to see you there. Also, remember that at truemedicinems.com, you can also sign up to receive Dr. Susan's newsletter and free tips for MS health, and we can all access their shop and full script pharmacy where we can purchase Dr. Susan recommended products at discounted prices while contributing to the True Medicine MS scholarship program to help enable participation for those who might not otherwise have the resources to participate. If you're a longtime listener, you've likely learned something helpful from Dr. Susan. One way we can help her build her program is by inviting our doctors to sign up through the physician's link on the True Medicine MS page, and we can share her program with others in our network. Lastly, if you do decide to commit to better health as someone living with MS and take Dr. Susan's upcoming health course, remember to use your misunderstood coupon for a sizable discount. Today, we're going to look at a topic near and dear to my heart, ractivism, or random acts of kindness, and talk about the surprising health benefits of giving to others. For today's gratitude, it is with a heavy heart that I share with you that this past month, we unexpectedly lost a dedicated, misunderstood listener, a sparkling gem of a human, and one of the most generously spirited and most kind and loving people I've ever known, my dear mother-in-law, Kathy. 
And while I certainly can't and won't even try to say everything I am grateful for here, especially as this wound is still very raw, I'd like to share just a few of the special ways that Kathy helped to specifically support my journey with MS, since sometimes even people we are closest to with the best intentions aren't able to support us in the ways that are most helpful to us. Kathy met me three years prior to my MS diagnosis, when I was still a highly functional adult. She instantly welcomed me into her life as her son's partner and has treated me like her own daughter ever since. When diagnosed, she didn't allow MS to make me feel less than, even though I certainly felt that way about myself for a good while. She still saw me as a worthy, whole person. And as a former nurse, she supported me wholeheartedly as I learned from Dr. Susan and other reputable sources how to take better care of myself. Kathy took it upon herself to help me find healthier personal care products when it became evident that a necessary avenue for my healing was a serious detox of toxin exposures. One of Kathy's favorite love languages to speak was giving meaningful gifts, and she consistently gifted me helpful wellness tools that were safe and effective that have now become my go-to personal care products. Kathy also introduced me to Cuddle Duds, and if you're a longtime listener, you've likely heard me share that for a number of years when I was experiencing horrific neurologic itching, these were the only pieces of clothing that provided comfort to my angry skin. And as I sit here preparing for this episode today, I realize every article of clothing that is touching my skin is cuddle duds. When I lost fine and gross motor in my hands for a few months from a bad case of transverse myelitis, Kathy got me a super lightweight hands-free hairdryer. Since my hair is really long, this was quite literally a lifesaver and allowed me to continue to show up to work relatively put together at a time when I felt I could do very little independently. And when we would go places together, like her favorite street or craft fairs, she always asked us to go earlier in the day because she knew once it got hot outside, it would be much more difficult for me to enjoy. I should mention that I never even had to tell her this. She just knew, maybe from her background as a nurse or just as an intuitive, but it made it so much easier for me that she had this awareness and took so much effort to look out for me. In fact, way more than I used to look out for myself. Kathy took over doing my taxes for me, even before the process became too difficult cognitively. And when I didn't understand the intricacies of Medicare and disability payouts, she patiently explained in ways I could understand. When we got together for holidays, she would make special efforts to ensure we could all enjoy the meal to be served. She didn't make a big deal about this, but she paid attention and didn't make assumptions that might put me in an awkward position or encourage me to eat off plan too much, which of course my body would regret. And you might not realize this about me, but I actually don't enjoy the spotlight or being the center of attention. Committing to hosting this podcast was a big deal for me, and Kathy supported and encouraged me every step of the way. She listened to every episode, and we had great follow-up conversations that I valued tremendously and will dearly miss. 
So today, thank you, Miss Kathy, for being an incredible mom to us and for your endless kindness that you shared with us and everyone you met. As you know, we are already doing a lot to keep your memory alive in our family. You will always be our resident sunflower. I am also deeply grateful for your advocacy and support of myself and the MS community. You are a true ally, and I am forever grateful. There is a huge chunk of my heart that is missing now that you are gone. What is Ractivism, and why is it important? Let's dive in. In the early 2000s, when I was still teaching elementary school, one of my roles, in addition to teaching my class, training student teachers, and supporting new teachers on our campus, was running our student council program. This included all aspects of monthly themes, activities, and spirit days for the entire school. When I look back, my absolute favorite contribution, which they are still doing today, is Rack Week, or Random Acts of Kindness Week. Random Acts of Kindness Day is February 17th every year, regardless what day of the week it falls on. Typically, schools and other organizations will expand this one-day holiday into a Monday through Friday week-long extravaganza. Random Acts of Kindness Day was initiated in Denver, Colorado in 1995 by the nonprofit Random Acts of Kindness Foundation. In the years since, it has spread around the world and become a well-known holiday, especially in educational communities. In addition to Random Acts of Kindness, or RAC Week, being a fun week for students, it was an intentional practice to encourage Random Acts of Kindness, or RACTivism, all year long. Since it often fell in the same week as Valentine's Day, we used it as a way to further encourage our students and staff to share their love and gratitude in many different ways. We included ways to show random acts of kindness to parents, grandparents, siblings, relatives, pets, and neighbors, school staff, maintenance crews, and bus drivers. We made valentines for seniors at the local senior centers. We collected winter coats and non-perishable food items for those in our community who would benefit. We explored ways to be kind to the earth. We painted uplifting murals. We read books about generosity and kindness and wrote gratitude letters to people who had made a big impact on our lives or whom we admired and inspired to be more like. Every year it was a little different, but to this day, it remains one of my favorite weeks of the year. This year, with the unexpected passing of Kathy, I didn't really have the heart to participate in my own personal Rack Week celebrations, or frankly to finish and release this episode. And yet my heart was still warmed by the many acts of kindness that came our way in the form of flowers, comforting gift baskets, heartfelt cards, phone calls, texts, and virtual hugs. Even though I missed the opportunity to share Rack Week with you in a timely manner before February 17th, I am hoping you might consider joining me and engage in random acts of kindness in Kathy's honor for the month of March. 
As we lovingly begin sorting through her personal possessions, I will be searching for the right donation pathways where we can maximize the kindness for others and honor Kathy's generous heart by continuing to give to others in her memory. I thank you deeply for your consideration in joining me for this endeavor to honor her memory. Sure, random acts of kindness are nice and all, but is it really a legitimate wellness tool? Believe it or not, simple acts of kindness not only help the receiver of kindness, but legitimate research studies show it also significantly helps us. In fact, being kind to others is proven as one of the easiest ways to dig ourselves out of a depressive state, which, as you may know, can impact up to 80% of the MS community at some point in our lives, if not as a recurring or ongoing struggle. Acts of kindness boost our health and happiness and magnifies our sense of self-worth. Why is this? Most sources believe that being altruistic, which is defined by Merriam-Webster as unselfish regard for or devotion to the welfare of others, actually stimulates the reward center in our brain, which in turn floods our body with the feel-good chemicals of serotonin, oxytocin, and dopamine. When we put the well-being of others before our own without expecting anything in return, we maximize these feelings that some researchers refer to as a, quote, helper's high. Did you know, for example, that volunteering has been shown to minimize stress and mitigate depression? Pretty cool stuff. In addition to boosting our happiness, altruistic acts also reduce the risk of cognitive impairment, which many of us with MS have personally experienced. And some studies even show that being altruistic can increase our longevity. Most experts believe that this is largely because altruistic acts contribute to our sense of community and feelings of belonging, which have both been proven to be key contributors to both our perceived quality of life and our actual length of life. Pretty amazing. Yet that's not all. Altruism can lessen our physical pain, which is unfortunately a common shared experience amongst our MS community. This works because our pain receptors in our brains that respond to pain stimulation have been shown to rapidly deactivate when we act altruistically. One study I read about even showed that people who said they would commit to donating money to help those in need experienced significantly less reaction to an electric shock than those who said they would decline the opportunity to donate. I don't know about you, but the next time I'm experiencing pain, I plan to immediately engage in a random act of kindness to see how it impacts my pain levels. I hope you'll join me in testing this in your own life. In a similar study, but in this case involving people with hypertension, high blood pressure, half of the participants in the study were asked to spend $40 on themselves, while the other half were asked to spend the money on others. Those who gave to others were able to significantly lower their blood pressure, as significantly as if they had switched to a healthier diet and engaged in regular exercise. So, 
If you are someone with MS who struggles to eat well or engage in regular exercise, how cool is it to know that we can experience a significant increase in our heart health just by giving to others? Another interesting tidbit I learned is that acts of kindness can significantly increase our overall happiness and quality of life in as little as three days. A UK study on acts of kindness divided participants into three groups. One group was asked to engage in an act of kindness daily. Another group was asked to try a new activity. And the third group was a control group that was not asked to do anything differently. Both the group that engaged in daily acts of kindness and the group that was asked to engage in new activity experienced significant boosts in happiness. The control group showed no improvement. So this is really important for us to think about in several ways, in my opinion. First, using random acts of kindness as a tool to boost our health is an easy way to obtain personal health benefits and make our world a better place. And it's important that we keep trying new activities. To me, this is a critical aspect for us to think about. If you're anything like me, MS has, over time, taken away some of my abilities. Some of these ability deficits have been temporary some likely permanent at this point, and none of them easy to learn to adjust to and live with. But reading about this study made me realize that when MS took away abilities, my diverse interests were a really helpful tool to help me deal with the unexpected and unwelcome deficits I was experiencing. There were a number of years, for example, where I could not play my guitar at all. Luckily, I was able to diversify my interests and find something new to explore, even if it was something as simple as painting rocks or learning to sit still outside and listen intently to a guided meditation. When my MS spasticity permanently, or at least so far it seems, took away my ability to run and jump, my soccer and volleyball days came to an end and my heat sensitivity pretty much took away my ability to continue confidently backpacking safely or to spend much time in the sun. While a part of me certainly misses these activities that I used to love, I was gratefully able to pivot toward other interests, and it's really only now that I realize how lucky I was to have such diversity of interests and a capacity to being open to trying new things. So. Let's think for a minute. Are there abilities MS has taken from you, either temporarily or permanently, that has resulted in you not being able to do something you previously enjoyed doing? If so, what else might you consider as a replacement activity? I encourage us all to continue thinking about new ways we can truly enjoy life as we continue to live with MS and age concurrently. What's something you can do that could fill any void you may be feeling? Research also shows that specifically engaging in different acts of kindness over time increases our happiness more than if we engage in the same act of kindness multiple times. So here again, we see there is a benefit in doing a variety of altruistic activities, kind of like how Dr. Susan encourages us to eat the rainbow 
of fruits and vegetables to ensure our mitochondria, our energy producers, are getting the wide variety of fuels they need to keep MS fatigue at bay. After learning this, I want to try this month to experiment with new potential hobbies and to diversify the ways I engage in acts of kindness. And did you know that we can reap the benefits of kindness regardless of if they are anonymous or if the receiver knows who we are? It also doesn't impact the positive benefits if our acts of kindness are planned or spontaneous. So, if you're like me, you're already convinced random acts of kindness is something worth doing on a daily basis. But where to start? The first place to consider is our innermost circle, our closest family and friends, and others we interact with the most. After that, the sky is truly the limit. There is no shortage of people in need and groups doing amazing things to help people all over the world that we can support in a variety of ways. To get us started, I'll share some ideas here to spark our creativity. And as you listen, you might notice something I noticed as I perused the many lists available online of suggested kindness activities. Many of the ideas here can actually help us live well with MS, since they encompass smart lifestyle habits that support better health. Again, it's a win-win. So here I go, and as I share, be thinking which ideas you might like to try. Look for opportunities to give compliments about someone's character or behaviors. Open the door for a stranger. Welcome someone to skip the line in front of you at the store, especially if they have only a few items or appear agitated. Pay for or contribute to the bill for the person in line behind you at the grocery store or drive through Smile and say hello or good day to strangers. When driving and you see someone interested in entering your lane, ease up and let them in with a smile. Send a letter to a long-lost friend or someone who has had a great impact in your life, like a former boss, childhood neighbor, an instrumental teacher, etc. Forgive. Let go of a grudge you've been holding on to. Extend a personal thank you or an extra generous tip or unexpected gift to a service person, such as a cleaning helper, doorman, taxi driver, mail carrier, food delivery folks, and so on. Make yourself available to a friend in need, just to listen and be there to offer support. Be extra friendly to your server in a restaurant. Include being kind to yourself. Schedule a self-care treat just for being you. Plant a tree or colorful bulbs that will come up year after year to spread joy and cheer as the cold, dark winter comes to an end. Start a neighborhood library or food donation closet. Offer to run an errand for a neighbor, especially one who can't do it as easily as you can. If you have a hobby like knitting, or diamond painting, create an extra goodie to donate to someone. Send a text to someone you don't text often to let them know you're thinking about them. Leave extra quarters at the laundromat for someone else. Write a letter to a doctor who has helped you find your way to better health. 
start a fundraiser for a cause you care about, or donate to a cause important to a friend in their name. Adopt a pet, or help someone else adopt a pet. Offer to walk someone's dog for them or spend time with their pet while they're at work or out of town. Shovel a neighbor's sidewalk or driveway when you do your own just to be kind or rake their leaves or wash their car if they agree that would be helpful. Support local businesses whenever possible, including local farms. Write a positive comment or review for a business or service you use. Paint rocks with uplifting messages and leave them around your neighborhood to spread happiness and joy. Take time to get to know your family matriarchs and patriarchs. Ask them about their lives, their proudest moments, biggest accomplishments, most sage advice. This will mean a lot to them now and be a wonderful gift to yourself that will keep on giving long after they are no longer with us. Adjust the thermostat to conserve energy and save water by taking shorter showers, planting drought-resistant plants native to the area, and scheduling watering for only when it's necessary. Switch to using safer products for yourself and for the environment. Buy an unexpected souvenir for someone when on a trip, and thank yous for anyone caring for your place while you're gone pet sitters, plant waterers, neighbors keeping an eye out, and so on. Also while traveling, buy postcards and use them as an opportunity to reach out to people you don't communicate with as regularly as you'd like. I want to add here that this is actually one of my favorite ways to spread kindness. When I was teaching, as I would travel during breaks during the school year, I would purchase 30 postcards in each destination and write short messages to my students. I can't tell you over the years how many parents informed me that their child saved these postcards or hung them on their walls as a special memento. You can even purchase postcards of the place you live and send those. Postcard stamps are cheap and you don't have to write a lot on them to share joy with others. You could pass along a book you enjoyed to someone else who might like it too, or send them a free Audible book. Support kids in the neighborhood by buying the lemonade, chocolate bars, or Girl Scout cookies. Side note, did you know that you can buy Girl Scout cookies but have them donated to someone in the community? Win-win if you don't want temptations outside your dietary preferences in the house. Reduce, reuse, and recycle. Ride your bike or walk whenever you can. Make your own coffee at home in a reusable mug. Commit to a judgment-free day each week. Drink more water and commit to drinking clean water. You can use EWG.org's tap water resource to research your drinking water and invest in a high-quality reverse osmosis water filter if needed. You can hang clothes to dry instead of using an electric dryer, or let your hair dry naturally instead of using a hair dryer. Organize a community or neighborhood event, like a trash cleanup, or start a community garden. Simplify, simplify, simplify.
Give yourself room to breathe. Donate what you no longer need. Research shows that a less cluttered home results in a higher quality of life and significantly less depression and a lowered sense of overwhelm. If you're a meat eater, plan one to two days per week dedicated to eating a 100% plant-based diet. Collect pocket change and donate to a good cause or use rounding up programs to donate a little with each transaction to a good cause. Plant a vegetable or herb garden or a butterfly, hummingbird, and bee garden to support biodiversity. Cheer on a friend who is challenging themselves in an endeavor, like running a half marathon, starting a new diet, volunteering to be a surrogate, or switching careers. Be spontaneous in the way you do typical things. Try a new walking route. Take the scenic route whenever possible. Clean, even if it's just for five minutes. Sing in the shower. Donate used books to a library or senior home, or gently use magazines to a dental or other local business. Offer your professional services for free to select folks whom otherwise might not be able to afford your help. Clean your gym equipment thoroughly when you're finished so it's sanitized for the next user. Befriend the new neighbor, new colleague, or new student in your child's class. Support a local sports team. Cook a meal for someone. Send an unexpected care package to someone. Make it a goal to thank a different person every day for something. Buy secondhand to extend the life of useful items rather than always buying something new. In a similar way, repair something rather than replacing it. Compliment a parent for doing a good job raising their children. Share your favorite recipes far and wide so others can enjoy them more often. Learn a new skill. Peruse adult education sites and community center advertisements to see what's available in your area. Or do that thing that you've always wanted to do. It's never too late to try something new. Use reusable bags for shopping and a refillable water bottle rather than relying on single-use items. Write positive notes on sticky notes for loved ones to discover in the shower, on the mirror, on their desk, in their car, in their lunch. Write them to yourself, too. The next time you show up for a parking spot at the same time as someone else, graciously invite them to take it. Take a walk at night to appreciate the stars, or a walk in the rain to appreciate the sound of the droplets on your umbrella. Make a colorful and uplifting bookmark and leave it in the library book when you return it as a surprise for the next reader. Sit outside and listen to the birds chirping. Complain less. When you feel like complaining about something, Share a gratitude instead. Bake someone a cake or your special cookies as an unexpected treat. 
Leave a surprise thank you in your mailbox for your mail carrier or a cooler of water near the front door for package delivery folks. Laugh. Right now. Really? <laughs> Leave extra money on a vending machine for the next person, or insert extra coins in a parking meter when you leave, or if you see someone's meter is running out. Treat a family member to breakfast in bed, or make their tea or coffee for them. Challenge yourself to one day a week where you only speak positive words. Offer to buy school supplies for a local classroom. Spread encouragement online by sharing an uplifting quote or story. Donate your hair after a haircut to a wig making service. Send coloring books or stuffed animals to sick children at local hospitals or shelters. Give unexpected gift cards. Leave a nice note on someone's car. Inform your boss of a colleague who is doing a great job. Put your phone away when you're with other people or pets to give them your full attention. Donate at the checkout stand for local charities. When a service provider does a great job helping you, ask to speak to their manager to let their manager know just how helpful they were. Wave and smile to thank construction, road crews, or maintenance workers for the important work they do for others. Clean out your closet and donate what you don't need so that others can put the items to good use as they were intended. Offer to babysit for a couple so they can have a date night or get some extra sleep. In the grocery store, leave coupons on the shelf next to items that someone else can use. Visit an animal shelter to play with the animals. Clean up after yourself without being asked. Dedicate yourself to not interrupting someone else when they are speaking. Carry a bag for someone else to ease their load. Let your partner use the remote and choose what to watch together. If someone is drowning in negativity, help put a positive spin on the conversation to assist them in seeing the brighter side of the challenge at hand. Be a good friend. Refrain from gossiping or sharing secrets shared in confidence. Always say please and thank you. Spend a holiday serving meals at a homeless shelter. Deliver soup to a sick friend. Smile and smile again. It's the fastest way to feel happiness and to share it with others. Thank a service member and their family for the many sacrifices they make for our safety and well-being. Return your shopping cart to the appropriate place rather than leaving it in the parking lot next to your car. And return an extra cart or two in addition to yours. Be patient when you notice yourself becoming impatient. Unexpectedly buy dinner or pick up the bill for someone. When you come across good news or uplifting stories, share them widely. When you come across depressing or worrisome news or stories, refrain from sharing.
Give someone the benefit of the doubt. Assume the best intentions rather than worst case scenario thinking. Check in on someone who is going through a tough time and check in on them again every few days. Remember to commemorate a birthday or anniversary of an important person who has passed away. It will mean the world to those who are missing them a bit extra on those key days. Don't ignore homeless people. Give what you can to help them, whether it be a coat, blanket, umbrella, warm socks, spare change, a cup of warm coffee or tea, or even your leftovers from a restaurant. Become an organ donor or blood donor if you qualify. Sponsor a child or become a big brother or sister. Use public transportation when possible and give your seat to the elderly, pregnant women, or others who may need your seat more than you do. Hold the elevator open rather than averting your eyes and allowing the door to shut, even when you're in a hurry. Call your grandparents and parents to tell them how much they mean to you. Every day they are here is a gift, and we will be grateful we told them how we feel about them long after they are no longer with us. When someone is kind to you, make an effort to pay it forward and do an extra act of kindness in turn. When someone does something kind or pays you a compliment, accept the kindness thoroughly and thank them rather than saying no thank you or discounting or downplaying their words of praise. Arrange for an in-person or virtual coffee or tea date with a friend. If virtual, send them a box of tea or a heartwarming sentimental coffee mug ahead of time. Be kind to yourself. When you catch your inner voice judging yourself, remind it that you are doing your best and deserve to rest from time to time. Protect yourself and others by following current local health guidelines. Right now, this may mean continuing to wear a mask indoors to prevent the spread of viruses. As we know, there are some people who are at much greater risk due to medical conditions or organ transplants or medications or inability to be vaccinated. Continuing to wear masks, especially in crowded indoor ven venues, can help us all maintain better health and demonstrate our allyship with those who need our continued support in this area. Celebrate a loved one from afar for their birthday or just because. Create free content to help others, a blog, a podcast, or share helpful quotes and uplifting articles on social media. When you make a mistake, forgive yourself and remind yourself that mistakes are an important part of learning. We all make them. Learning from them is what's most important. Extend grace even when you feel like you're at your wit's end. Breathe deeply and again. Offer to share a friend or client's business cards with your network or offer to be a champion for their work in some other way. Offer to introduce or connect two people who might benefit from knowing one another. Write uplifting messages in colorful chalk on sidewalks in your neighborhood or downtown to spread gratitude and cheer. Help send a child to summer camp who might not otherwise be able to afford to go, 
or contribute to scholarship funds or college tuition accounts. Start up a conversation with someone sitting alone. Invite someone to a play or musical. Play a cooperative or collaborative game instead of a competitive game. We love Forbidden Island and Pandemic as two gateway collaborative games if you've never tried one before. These are games where rather than playing against each other, you work together to try to beat the game. Watch an uplifting movie. Stand up for yourself and set healthy boundaries with people who aren't respecting your wishes, time, or space. Learn basic first aid and CPR skills so you can better help yourself and others in need. Change the batteries in your smoke alarms regularly to ensure ongoing fire safety and maintain a regularly updated emergency kit at home, depending on specific risks in your geographic region. Stand up for what's right and step in if you see someone being bullied or disrespected. Use the THINK acronym before you speak. Is it true, helpful, inspiring, necessary, kind? Fully feel your emotions rather than bottling them up inside. Never underestimate the power of a good cry or deep belly laugh. Teach your children to help others at every opportunity. Create a compliment bulletin board at home or at work. Practice saying no when you don't want to do something and stick to it even if pressured to give in. Become more inclusive rather than exclusive. Research local marginalized groups and find ways to be a better ally. Watch movies about overcoming obstacles to keep you grateful, energized, and positive. Focus on what you can control and let things you can't control go. Create a culture of care at home and in the workplace. Start a gratitude journal. And if you'd like more ways to extend gratitude, check out Misunderstood Episode 4, In Giving We Receive, The Gift That Keeps On Giving. Whew, that was a long list. Hopefully some of the suggested ways to show kindness appealed to you and you're motivated to start today. If you want more ideas or to become an official Ractivist, you can sign up at randomactsofkindness.org. You'll get a monthly kindness challenge designed to help a worthy cause. On their website, they also have a lot of downloadable freebies, the opportunity to sign up for a daily uplifting text, activities to promote acts of kindness for kids and families, inspirational stories, access to a kindness blog, and a ton of other helpful resources to help us make kindness the norm. Imagine the beauty of a more kind world, and let's work together to make it so. I hope that after listening to this episode, we all, one, understand that when we engage in acts of kindness, whether they be random or deliberate, planned or spontaneous, we are not only helping others, but also helping ourselves, as there are numerous proven health benefits for us when we extend kindness to others. 
two, that we can visit randomactsofkindness.org for a wealth of information and ideas regarding spreading kindness in our circles and around the world. And three, that even though Random Acts of Kindness Day has passed for this year, that you'll join me this March in committing to spreading as much kindness as possible. Do it for yourself and do it for others. Or do it to help me honor Kathy's life as one of the most kind and generous people I've ever met. Thank you for your consideration participating in this endeavor. I welcome your outreach if you care to share how you spread kindness this month. Our next Misunderstood Flock meeting will be this Saturday, March 5th. At the Flock meeting, we'll discuss this episode and other episodes released in February, And Dr. Susan will be there to answer any questions you may have about True Medicine MS. If you're not yet a flock member but would like to be, please join us. We are all people living with MS that meet via Zoom the first Saturday of each month to support each other. You can learn more and join us by visiting patreon.com slash msflock. As always, I encourage all listeners to reach out with questions, comments, future podcast topics, or guest ideas via email to mymsflock at gmail.com. And lastly, remember, as we travel through life with MS, we're certain to hit some turbulence. We'll get through it, especially if we're flying together, supporting one another. Thank you for listening, and until next time. Spread kindness and be well.